Thank you so much for joining in to today's podcast from Caleb Perkins Ministry. We pray that today's podcast will be uplifting and encouraging in your walk with the Lord. Now here's today's podcast. What's going on, everybody? Got me and Sir Trenton of Gill in the studio today. It is I. I am back. I'm returning to you. I nope. thought you were coming in like Zorro. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of doing like it was good. It a was little good. sword wheeling thing. <laughs> you just make a T. <laughs> Trenton of Gil. <laughs> or do you do a G? <laughs> See, it's like you try to make a T and it ends up uh, being a cross. So it's uh, like super holy. Nice. It's a, it's anointed. <laughs> You're like, it's it's in the shape of a cross. It's anointed. It's anointed. Just go with it. Well, today I want to go over and talk about a few things that I've seen, kind of like common trends in uh, the Christian faith, the Christian walk, being a disciple of the Lord's. That is why we have this podcast, is to encourage you in your walk and help you out in in your journey. This is good that Josh is not here uh, today because I often say everyone's on their journey and he galactic eye rolls me. And it's like, ah, and sighs really deeply. <laughs> and he's like, because ah, he doesn't want to hear that, but because he knows it's true, right? So everyone's on their journey. Well, what does that mean? Well, there's two different ways you can look at it, right? Where you are in your faith with God, um, as you are growing in devotion with him, you can look at others' relationships with God and their experiences and their testimonies and everything else, compare yourself with them, and feel like your relationship is inadequate or not even value or honor your personal relationship that you have with God because you're looking at someone else going, God, look at what the, what you're doing in their life. Why isn't that happening in mine or, or whatever? That's a form of jealousy. Or on the other side of it, you'll look at somebody else who's not where you are and you will sit there and say, what's wrong with them? You know, they're broken or they're defective or they're not as devout or whatever. And the, there's errors in both of those ways, right? And so uh, today me and uh, uh, Trenton are going to uh, talk about it, dialogue about it. Really, I think the biggest thing is not to be discouraged in, the, in either way of, the, of those things, uh, of changing your relationship with the Lord. Thoughts. Indubitably. Sir. Your um, thoughts, sir. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I shall buy them. I've been through all the stages, I think. Yeah. Um, having come from the atheism into belief. Right. And then now where I'm at. So I look at it like the different uh, different stages of your adulthood or growing from your t- baby, infant, right. toddler, you know, yeah, that's growing good. up, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And you see that actually in the Bible. You'll see it from like, uh, well, Peter even, just a common fisherman. But then you've got the Gentiles who never heard, but then they become believers. So they're right. like really new. Yeah. But then there was Paul who was actually a Pharisee when he yeah. got launched, mm-hmm. so he was already at a different level, a different launching point. Right. Um, so there, we all have different journeys. You're right. And you know, while you're saying that, I I, I immediately thought of Nicodemus too. And yeah. Nicodemus, like Jesus, has a conversation with Nicodemus that he could not have with the disciples. Right. And he's like, "Hey, you're you're a teacher of Israel." Let me tell you this, and let me ex- let me explain this and break this down for you. And it's like that level of relationship. The disciples could have easily been there, going, "We don't get it." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> like they, they might have been a lot. You know, they're dry- they're on the short bus, right? <laughs> it's like they're a little behind, but that's okay. It doesn't mean that they won't ever be there. 
Exactly. And I think that that is, that's critical for people that are listening, is that you might be a part of a church or a fellowship, home group, whatever that looks like, and there might be people within that group, other believers, and you might be looking at them where they're at in their life and what, what's going on in their life and, and saying, well, hey, they, they're not measuring up and they're not doing this, this, and that. And that might be true, but it's not really your place to correct someone in their part of their journey that is going to, that would actually hinder them from growing with God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So taking the adolescence uh, illustration, I don't expect Ariella to be able to get into a vehicle and drive that vehicle around. Does she have the necessary capacity in her brain to be able to do it? Yes. She knows how to do it. She's watched me do it. She's even asked me to drive the vehicle, which kind of is kind of concerning. <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> negative, right? She's seven. So as a good father, what I'm going to do is she grows and develops to get to that level, then she will be able to do it. I don't look at her and say, you'll never drive and be like me and, and be upset at her because she can't do it right now. I mean, both of those would be an error, right? Yeah. As she grows and develops and she matures, then she'll be able to walk in those things. And I think that that is such a beautiful picture of Paul saying, to the level and degree that you have uh, arrived or achieved to, walk in that, right? Yeah. And I think that, that is, that's such a beautiful message for those who are you know, newly saved. It's like, yeah, dude, it's okay. Spend that time with the Lord. Like, don't look at somebody else who's been saved 30 or 40 years going, well, I don't have a relationship like that. They've built that over 30 or 40 years, you know? <laughs> yes. It takes a long time. I know. Well, even Jesus said to his disciples, there, I have many things to say to you, but I can't tell you now because you can't handle it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know when I first got saved, when I was first a follower of Christ, like I had all the the zeal, the passion, and everything else, but I just didn't have a whole lot of the mature knowledge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't get, like, scolded or beat down mm-hmm. by anybody. It was more yeah. encouragement and how how can we help you grow in certain areas where you're weak. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's, that is critical for growth and development is not only just playing on your strengths, but looking at your areas of weakness. And that's why in the body of Christ, we are called to be accountable to one another. And it's like, hey, you know, if if I'm messed up, I want Trenton to call me out. I want to be be like, hey, man, hey, look at this over here. And I'll be like, yep, all right. And we'll take that in prayer, right? Because that's what we see between Paul and Peter when they have their disagreement. And then Peter took it on the chin and was like, yep. You're right. I have been acting like this, and I need to change. Right? I'm. I can't show favoritism to the Jews because they were Jews and then converted over to Christianity. They were Judai Judaizers, Judea, <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. I'm Appalachia, <laughs> Judaizer. <laughs> They're them Christian converts from Judaism. There we go. And uh, so, uh, and then. He, he was treating the the Gentiles as second class citizens because they weren't uh, they weren't still upholding the old covenant as the the converted Jews were, and Paul really you know was able to talk with him and then the Lord gives him the vision and says hey listen I'm not trying to do Judaism 2.0 I'm doing a whole new thing and so I need you to be a part of this and that's a really cool thing about our journey right 
Like even after um, Paul corrects Peter and he says, yep, you're right, I repent, whatever, God could have just left it at that. But then he was like, nope, I want to show you the full complete measure. Yeah. And he came in and did it himself, and he showed it to him, and he was like, here you go. And then he sent him to Cornelius' house. And, I mean, it was just a beautiful picture of, of how God works in uh, multifaceted ways. So that's why we're held to, to be accountable to one another, also to take those things into the devotional place and to take them before the Lord and to get in the Word and say, okay, my actions, are they uh, becoming of a, a, a Christian disciple who loves the Lord? And what is God saying to me in this, right? And that goes back to what we said about personal convictions and um, and uh, being convicted by the by the Holy Spirit on something specific, or if it's just a personal uh, preference or whatever, it's like, dude, you got to get in that place where you can understand, and you're like, all right, God is working with me in this area. I need to change, and then that brings the transformation, right? Yeah, and I think that should be actually really comforting too yeah. to people because Peter at that time was like. An apostle. He yeah. was like one of the OGs. He's the big A. <laughs> and yet, still, he was growing. Yeah. He was still on a journey. Right. And you can still miss it. Right? And I think that that is, that, that is absent, or I don't know if I want to say absent. It, it is not very well seen in religion. Religion says, that's the head guy. He can do no wrong. Right. And that is not correct. <laughs> right? You, you, we see this all throughout the Bible. It's like, all right, David, you're the head guy. Man, you blew it. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, but he can come back. You know, hey, Peter, you're the you're the head guy. Come on, you're leading the charge in this. What did you do? <laughs> yeah, well, even Paul says that happens. You need to take heed lest you fall. Like you're yeah, not susceptible no to uh, <laughs> right or impervious to the attacks. And that should that should keep leaders in check and not have them operating out of a narcissistic. Uh, mindset because you know when they when you see that in religion right leaders get this power trip and they're like i cannot be corrected nobody can tell me what to do and it's like bro that's going to be a hard fall that's going to be a hard fall Mm. because the one thing about deception is you don't know that you are being deceived right if it was blatant you would be aware of it and it would not be deception right? right by definition anyway um, I do want to read this out of uh, John since we're talking about Peter. Read it out of John since we're talking about Peter. All right, <laughs> John 21 uh, and verse 18. And this is after uh, Jesus restores Peter. And here in verse 18, it says, most, this is Jesus speaking. He said, Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will... Stretch out your hands, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Verse 20. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved, which is John, right, following, and also was leaning on the breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who will betray you? 21. Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? 22. And Jesus said to him, If I will that he remains till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. You follow me. So Peter looks around, he sees, he sees uh, John, and he says, But 
but Jesus, what about this man? Right? He just, Jesus just told him, "Hey, dude, you're you're getting martyred." And he's like, "But what about John?" And he's like, "What is it about John? What is it if you know if it it remains until I come back that you know he he'll still live? Well, you follow me. Period. That's it." And I think that that is like a beautiful picture of us not getting into comparisons, yeah, not comparing our walk with another person's walk, and us being led by the Holy Spirit. What does that walk look like, right? My walk's going to look different than yours, and your walk's going to look different than mine, and I'm okay with that. You're fulfilling what God's called you to do. I'm fulfilling what God's called me to do, and we should be encouraging one another to fulfill the calls that's on each other's lives. Yeah, right? preferring one another, holding each other accountable, and uh, building one another, knowing how we can support one another, right? Absolutely. I think that's one of the uh, major setbacks that people have in Christianity is they're always trying to be somebody else instead of themselves when they don't realize that, like, man, nobody can do you better than you. Yeah. So why don't you just do you? Like you've been born to do it. <laughs> Like that's God has set you up to do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like nobody else can do it. Like it's you, right? There will not be another one like you. And that that's why I love the uh the Greek word for um new creation, right? It means nothing, anything like you existed beforehand. It doesn't mean like you're another one of another kind. It means you're like nothing that's ever been created or existed ever. And you're a new thing. Completely new. And it's like, yeah, guess what? You walk in this newness of life, there's new divine appointments for you. There's new callings for you. There's new gifts for you. There's new assignments for you. There's new um, you know, connections, relationship connections that God wants you to have specifically. Not everybody is supposed to be connected to everybody else. Not everybody's supposed to have all of these different things. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I am coming to understand that it's easier to flow in the in the stream that God has you in than trying to fight against the current and trying to do something else, you know? And you can look at another stream and go, oh, man, that stream over there looks nice. Like, just enjoy the ride. You're, you're about to see something. Let him move you and take you. A lot of streams look nice from your perspective or point of view until you realize that's the one that leads to the waterfall. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> You know, the uh, Alan Jackson did the Way Down Yonder on the Chattahoochee song, right? And so then when I got stationed out at Fort Benning, Georgia, I got to go on the Chattahoochee River. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, this is going to be so glorious. Well, they didn't tell you that the whole, I mean, it's a its a huge river, right? The Chattahoochee <laughs> River's ginormous. Well, the part that's down by Columbus, Georgia, not nice, okay? It's got trash all in it and everything else. And I was like, hmm. What? He was obviously not singing about that section of the river. <laughs> but it, it goes to show you, it's like you can have an expectation of something based yeah. on someone else's journey on where they've seen something and be like, man, you know, okay, well, there it is. And then you get there and you're disappointed, right? Because you're supposed to go on your own journey. You're supposed to see it in your own way, right? I know people that they'll see something that I see and they, it'll mean something completely different to them. Same way with Scripture, right? We read this verse. Someone will read it and get something totally different. To me, I read it, and I'm like, man, uh, you're not supposed to compare yourself to anybody else. Peter's sitting there, because I want to learn from Peter, 
right? <laughs> Peter oftentimes yeah. sticks his foot in his mouth in front of Jesus, and Jesus just corrects the daylights out of him. Paul corrects him. You know, I love Peter, man. <laughs> you know, he, he gets a bad rap sometimes in the Bible, but I, I learn so much from him because I'm sitting there going, okay, I see that. Because we've seen it so much in the church, right? This church over here is... Um, they're growing and they're doing this, that, and the other. The other church is like losing members, so they're angry at the other church that's gaining members or whatever, and they're like, how can we throw grenades and blow their church up? And I'm right. like, what if you all could get together and really change the area and the region that you're in instead of fighting one another? Uh, Modern-day kind of organized churches are, are like uh, little uh, gangs and sets. It's like, hey, man, we own the 23rd Street from here to there. All right, you come into our turf, and we're going to crush you. We're going to hit you with Bibles and then drown you with holy water, you know? It's like they got the super soakers, and they're like, it's like, y'all, both y'all Christians, like, you should be brothers and sisters in Christ. What's going on, right? Don't compare yourself to another. What if your assignment is to be where you are and to fulfill what you need to fulfill? Do those things. Hmm. I'm also reminded of... um the guy's walking on the road to Emmaus. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Jesus always meets you where you're at so that he can take you to where you should be. So no matter where you're at on your journey, if you're meeting him there, you're at the right spot. Yeah. So, but I, I do love Peter because he just shows us, like, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. Well, it's a part of growth. Yeah. Right? I mean, you've got to... You've got to, there has to be some level and capacity of risk involved, right? There has to be a risk involved that promotes change and growth. Either way, right? If you say, you know, we could say business or even development or whatever, right? If you do something and it fails miserably, you can look at that and say, well, that failed. Uh, Either one, how can I do this differently so I don't fail? Or two, I'm not going to do that again, right? And I think we see that over and over again. We're like, okay, here's a picture. This is this is why this is in the scriptures. It's to help us build us it, to be disciples, effective followers of Christ, so that we're not being led astray and and being blind or ignorant. And Paul would say that over and over and over. Hey, I pray that you are not ignorant of this or immature in these things, but that you are mature and that you can handle the meat. And the and when that meat gets there, you know. That's that's when you're starting to get some real strength, some real sustenance. Yeah. And yeah, and that's going to that's going to build you and give you development. But you can also choke to death on meat too. Yeah. Well, that's probably when he ended up saying to them at one point, "Now I I I do I speak this to your shame." Yeah. Because you <laughs> you like, should have go. known this already. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's a difference between like being on your journey and mm-hmm. like learning and just running into the same wall over and over without learning. And that's where accountability comes in, too. Yeah. Right? Because if we see that, and we see brotherly love, and we we are able to not walk in pride, and we're able to lay down our own egos and everything down, we should be able to correct and build one another and see it not as an offense, but as an improvement to us, right? Right. I mean, if someone comes to you and's like, hey, this, this, and this, uh, I mean, yeah, they could have wrong motives and attitudes, but I, I still think it really comes down to how are you going to receive it, right? Like when I when I started first writing uh, papers for college, I loved being corrected because I'm like, I'm so used to military writing 
that I need to change this to, for it to be academic writing. So it's not the same. Like, I, I succeeded in military jargon and writing. Like, I can write awards. I can do all of these counseling sessions. I can do all of these things that is successful at the military level. But academically, not good. So I need to change it, yeah. right? It doesn't mean that I forgot how to do it. It means that there's another area, going back to the thing, don't work on your strengths, work on your weaknesses. So where are you, uh, where are you seeing those deficiencies at? Well, you're on your journey. Well, take it one step at a time. Work on one thing at a time, right? Don't be so overwhelmed by things. And don't, don't be discouraged uh, uh, around the people, the, uh, about the people that are around you, right? If they're not where you're at, then try to build them up. Don't be overbearing and be like, you should know better, and then, you know, crush them down to the ground. Uh, that's probably not going to help them. It'll probably actually push them further away. Right? It, it just might, yeah. yeah. When I first became a follower of Christ, I mean, really, though, if I would have encountered a bunch of Christians or so-called Christians who would have just beaten me down for everything I did not know or didn't do right, I might have decided to run away. Yeah. But because God placed me in a a nurturing place where I was surrounded by people who could build me up on my weaknesses, it actually turned out pretty well. Yeah. As I was reading this uh, next verse here in in John uh, 21, I think it's so interesting, right? So after he says in 22, if I will that he remains till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. 23, it says, then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. <laughs> Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will that he will remain till I come, what is that to you? <laughs> you know, it, it's like John is telling them, listen, that's not what he was saying. <laughs> he wasn't saying that I'm not ever going to die. Because I think that's what that's what the majority of the church thought, because John had so many attempts on his life to be killed, and he never died like that. He didn't get martyred, actually. <laughs> Uh, but he does die. He does end up giving up the ghost. So, you know, even here, he was trying to explain how people could take things out of context and to misunderstand the, the, the even the saying of it, right? And that goes back to perspective, goes back to willingness to understand what is happening and to be able to see the picture. And that depends on your level of maturity, right? Yeah. Because if you're, if you're not mature... You can hear that and be like, oh, well, John's never going to die. He's going to live until Jesus comes back. Uh, no, he was correcting Peter, and he was saying, don't compare yourself to him because I'm going to do something in him. I'm going to do something in you. Keep your eyes focused and follow me. Follow me. Man, that should be so easy. It, it should it, be. It's a simple gospel. We, we complicate the daylights out of it. We really do. <laughs> really do. Yeah, the humans tend to put the humanness into <laughs> the, the humanness. Everything are they humanizers? They're humanists. Humanizers. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're all human-like. <laughs> Doing them human stuff. Human things. Oh, human a bobby. <laughs> That's not even a word. Maybe I'll I'll create one. I'll write a book on it someday. <laughs> okay. I pray that you guys are being encouraged uh, by this because. Really, the Lord really put this on our hearts to to be able to encourage you and to, to talk with you. You may have family members that are a part of your family that you've uh, you know visited this this holiday season, either Thanksgiving or or for Christmas coming up. It's like, hey, 
what's going on. You're going to meet people and, and, you know, don't be discouraged when you're, um, having conversation with people who are in your family and either you don't feel like they're where you're at or you're not where they're at. Come together and be an ambassador of Christ and encourage the people that are around you to fulfill what God's called them to. And then you'll see them grow and develop just like we see natural people, human people, right? <laughs> grow and develop. You know, I don't I do not expect a, a a young child to do what a grown adult is going to do. But I don't expect a grown adult to act like a child. So, <laughs> you know, goes both ways. Well, we pray that this episode has encouraged you and it has uplifted you. As always, it has been a pleasure. Y'all have a phenomenal day. Bye. Thank you so much for joining in today's episode. If you would like to learn more about Caleb Perkins Ministries, please go to www.calebperkinsministries.com.